Everyone seems to think podcasting is easy. All they're doing is talking in front of a microphone. I mean, how hard can that be? We work very hard to bring you the best in podcast entertainment. Jesus Christ, you can't get nothing on time. We can't record the damn thing right. We're recording over and over and over again. I can hate this shit. I can love it. TME Studios. It's what you want. This is referee Ray Boring, and you're listening to SWN Ring It! Okay, let's do this fucking shit. What's up, everyone? It's me, Caleb Stovall, here with yet another edition, finally, of the Stovall Wrestling Network. Yes, I know, it's been a while. So much stuff has happened in wrestling and everything like that, but, you know... Life happens and whatnot, but it is so good to finally be back here on the air with the Stovall Wrestling Network. I hope you all are doing awesome. I hope you all are doing well. It's nice to see crowds now starting to come back to wrestling. There's more wrestling promotions opening up and stuff like that. It's it's good. I mean, you know, there's still a lot of, you know, uncertainty and there's still a lot of, you know, worriness and everything like that. But, hey... You know, at least everything is starting to take a step in the right direction. Unlike the person I'm going to bring in now <laughs> for this episode. I'm already laughing, folks, because I just saw what he did when I said that. But I had to. I set it up perfectly. But speaking of not perfect, uh, here, come, here he comes. He is the man. He is Mr. T MBM Studios. And he can explain why we haven't been on the air in almost over a month. He is the man! He is Chris! Mother effing Dickens! Chris! How you doing? It's and, good to see you. And just like this pandemic, I have to wear a mask to keep you from spitting in my face while you did that whole introduction. You had more <laughs> saliva coming out of your mouth than the time you ate at the Hibachi Grill. Alright, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Stovall Wrestling Network. Yes, we've been off the air for a month, but there are, as, as Stovall said, life happens, and that's pretty much what got in the way was, you know, life. We have jobs outside of this. I couldn't get... Well, that's very true. I couldn't get time meshed in with his time to make things happen, so... <laughs> it is very true. There's a lot going on, but that's a good thing, you know, but uh, kind at, of thing. at the same time, there wasn't a lot going on in wrestling until the past couple of weeks when things started kicking up into high gear and uh, changes started being made. And Dude, that's uh, very true. So, you know, what better time to come back and talk about it than now when we have a full bag of goodies to get into uh, to discuss. And uh, in order to discuss that, I have to hand it back over to Shinstein himself so we can go ahead and get the intro rolling in this show. So, uh, Mr. Sharman? Hey, man, I ain't bro you. I ain't, been, I ain't Russo. You just called me Heyman? I appreciate the compliment. Thank you very much. I didn't say bro. I didn't say Heyman. You said hey, man. I said bro. <laughs> God, I love it when I get just like this one moment. The one moment when I can catch Stovall off guard with something and he does have moment. nothing else to say. The one nothing moment. Nothing else to say. One moment. That's all it takes is one moment. Ask Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well. <laughs> Speaking of everything that was a botch in wrestling, um, <laughs> Are we, we legit almost had a spin take on that one. I was hoping it was going to happen, oh, but it, it probably would have been but, bad. Uh, it would have been all say, over the fucking computer. It would have been, but you're talking about all botches. I mean, are we discussing UCW's whole legacy? 
Oh, that was a that was a gut shot. It was a gut shot. Be speaking of gut shots, folks, uh, the next episode of the Shootout with Bill Blanchard clicking in right here. <laughs> I am on that show talking about UCW and some of the things that happened in my career. Well, um, uh, fire. So I love you, uh, uh, the people in UCW. You know who you are. <laughs> Uh, anyways, but, but alright. Yeah, we're so, not talking about UCW, we're talking about promotions that are worse than that. Let's go ahead and get Oh, out. Lord. Well, that's not entirely true. So, I'm just gonna take it over, because once again, you have no fucking clue what you are talking about, because your brain has been scrambled so many times by Twitter, it's not even funny. And by everyone else. Well, because I booked it that way. <laughs> I was wondering when we were gonna get him as well. Well, I mean, any time I book a match, I make sure that Chris Dickens' brain gets scrambled so he doesn't remember <laughs> who he is, and um, I look a lot better standing next to him. Well, of course. Anyways, all right, so I'm going to take this over, so that means that we're going to talk about some pro motherfucking... Yes, and there has been a lot going on, uh, so, I mean, I can't get to everything that has happened, but I will go ahead and say... AEW, All Out, 2020 this year. Uh, it was interesting. That's all I'm going to say. And I was not too thrilled with a lot of what I saw from this pay-per-view. I'm not going to lie, people. Just not uh, right off the bat. I'm just going to go ahead and say it because, for one thing, they did a lot of stuff that WWE is already doing similar stuff. And it's like, this is like, it's like, Chris... They're doing the stuff that I don't like in WWE rather than trying their own stuff at times. Agreed, and then that's the problem that we're encompassing right now because you can literally now see the competitiveness of both promotions. I mean, just look at the fact that... This is one, true, one, I can one see One promotion, that. I had to go back to... Like, AEW had to do Tuesday nights because of the NWA... The, the NBA playoffs. <laughs> well, I say NWA, my bad. Uh, the NBA playoffs. And then WWE had to move NXT to Tuesday nights. For the Stanley Cup playoffs. Exactly. So, and then when each of that happened, NXT decided to have uh, Tuesday night airings and Wednesday night airings to combat uh, AEW. So, okay, they did have... T so, did they have it all in one week, it seemed like? Like, NXT, I thought, had two shows in one week. Did they have one on a Tuesday night and a Thursday night? I think they did. No, oh, no, no. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Oh, well, then I get... That doesn't count, though. Like, a repeat to me. Well, whatever. that's what the NXT did. They repeated their show on Wednesday night that aired on Tuesday night uh, just to combat the uh, whole thing with... Uh, AEW. And then AEW... I know they had Super Tuesday. Yeah. And, and then they had a re-showing of it um, right after the NBA Finals. Oh! Uh, or the Stanley Cubs. Okay. Stanley so, Cubs. There yeah, you go. They had a Get your of it. goddamn hey, networks. Hey, man. I'm not, I'm not about these fucking networks. I don't know who's airing. True. I don't even have these networks. I just find it on who. Like, I just find the game and it's just all yeah, it goes there. on there. I forget, like, what it's on half the time. And I worked for the damn network that yeah. has it. On, so, so. It's, just, it's just the thing is there's a lot of competitiveness. So, of, of course, one's going to use the other's ideas. But you, you would think AEW would be a little more outside of the box thinking and not just completely blatantly rip shit off. Well, that, but see, okay, 
right before we get into any discussion about the pay-per-view, I want to talk about that. Because I don't know what that fucking means anymore. Because you might, like, okay, WWE's never had a Mimosa Mayhem match. No. I'll give them that. They never had a tooth and nail match. They did have an eye for an eye match, which is what I thought that was going to be. And thank God it didn't turn into that completely. But there was still a lot of shit in that that I hated. But, um, like, I don't even understand what that means, think outside the box anymore. Because it's just like, if you think outside the box, well, then you're kind of compared to WWE. If you don't think outside the box, you're boring and you live in the past. And if you... I, I don't know, like, 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 that's just what is so frustrating every time I watch wrestling. Because I'm not going to lie, I did not think that this pay-per-view was great. I said it right here off at the top of the show here. I did not think this was a good pay-per-view. There was good stuff in it, and we'll talk about it. But, like, I did not think it was that great of a pay-per-view. And then you read online, not necessarily on blog spots, but other things, like, like they said, no, it was actually highly successful. And then they draw over a million viewers on Dynamite. On Dynamite. So, and that's the fallout from this so-called bad pay-per-view. So, what the fuck? Yeah. So, uh, obviously, whatever they're doing uh, to the new generation of fans, it's, it's amazing. Apparently. Or um, is it? Do they not like it, but they're still going to come back for something? Because at least it's not well, WWE. Well, just face facts. Wrestling fans are going to bitch, moan, and complain about everything they see. But they're always going to come back and watch it because that's what they do. We did it during the Attitude Era. And we again, did it during the early days of WCW. We did it right. during ECW, you know, oh. TNA. We did it all over. Oh, God. Like, because here's the thing. No, people forget. The Attitude Era, while... Everything Stone Cold Steve Austin did was was money. Yeah. Everything The Rock did was money. But some of that shit was some of the worst shit ever. But not just that. Even during the NWO's run when WCW had the highest ratings that they ever had in their life, there was also some of the worst shit that you had ever seen booked before in your life. Or at least what you think is. And yet then the very next week... The ratings go up and shit like that. Yeah. And my question a lot of the times, which is to me why, if you're a writer or you're a booker, whatever that term means anymore, because that term can mean a hundred fucking things yeah. at this point. Agreed. But my thing is, is if you are, if you're that in this day and age, how the fuck can you write anything? Because it's like, how do you know what's good anymore? I can sit there and say something is 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 just awful. Like, okay, for example, I'll start off the pay-per-view with this then, basically. The tooth and nail matchup. I thought it was fucking atrocious. I fucking hated it. The minute I heard about it, and I didn't even realize that that's what this was going to be, I did not think this was a good idea. And then the Novocaine shot to the leg, that's fucking stupid. Especially, okay, you're doing wrestling moves. You're throwing forearms that you're slapping your leg on, uh, clearly. You're doing all this other shit, but then you try to take out pliers, and you try to hit them with Novocaine and shit like that, and does that, it makes sense to anyone in this fucking room. Nope. That's what, that like, 
like, like, how does, how can I, de like, so, the people that sit there and make fun of wrestling for being so fake, okay, whatever, we get that, like, we don't care about that, but then you see this shit, and, and like, and like, you look over at the non-wrestling fan, and they're like, they're like, defend this to me, and I'm like, I cannot, I cannot do that, I do not know what to say, I don't know how to defend this. And the point is, is you can't. I thought that that was a terrible way to start off the paper. So let's start off the pay-per-view that's been highly uh, anticipated for. Let's start off the pay-per-view with the one thing that people have been complaining about too much in WWE. Like, I don't know if anyone's noticed this, but the fans have not been a fan of these motion pictures. They like the AJ Styles and Undertaker because for one thing it was AJ Styles and it was Undertaker and they can make they can convince a fish to walk with them out of water kind of thing. They're that good at their job. It doesn't matter. They were going to do good with it. But the Firefly uh, Funhouse match that one, I mean, I liked it at that first. That was a meme generator if anything else. If anything but then you had the Money in the Bank was a cinematic matchup, and everybody, including myself, watching it, I was just like, this is a dumbest, how can I take, what, and then the ending to it, like, how can you take anything from it seriously? Nothing meant anything, basically. No. And then, Swamp Fight. Like, yeah. I, like, okay, we're sick of that. Can we just focus on the in-ring I do not care about brawls, run-ins, or stuff like that. Have that shit. That shit is fun. Have hardcore matches. That's fun. I'm okay with that. But when it comes to like, I, I get like, 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 you get what I'm trying to say, basically. Yeah, I do. It, it, just the cinematic uh, thing and having it outside the ring, and you're doing wrestling moves outside the ring. I mean. Maybe that would have been cool at one point in time, but it gets overplayed, overused. Well, it's just ridiculous now. Well, really, I mean, so okay, Matt Hardy is one that people blame for that a lot because of the success that Final Deletion had, and it did. It had it. It was so good that they did it two more times, and they succeeded on both uh, on uh, both of those occasions. Yeah, but at least with that, he had a wrestling ring that they got into and actually did wrestling moves in. Well, outside they, of it, they were actually fighting, fighting. Well, they did. I mean, I mean, okay, and I mean that's what they were technically doing in this tooth and nail matchup. But how is it called a match? What What is a match about it? Nothing. Like, like, okay, and I, you know, wrestling is almost like the Marvel and DC universe. You have to, you have to throw out logic half of the time to allow yourself to believe that this is a universe. That's why the WWE is one of the smartest in branding because they decided to brand it the universe, so that basically they're saying that Vince McMahon created his own world. Yeah, which is what he did. Hey, props to him. I ain't going to knock him for that. All right? But <laughs> yeah. you have to realize that when you're signing the WWE, too. Um, but, like, you know, in what world... Okay, let me put it this way. And I know I'm, like, kind of rambling and shit like that. But, you know, this is what I'm thinking. And this is what I hated because I knew when uh, Tony Khan said this, I was like, uh-oh, it's fucked them when I see shit. Because here's what it goes. 
I don't like the fact that you say, I want a sports-based product, and so I want wrestling as a sport. What is sport about tooth and nail? What is sport about may mayhem uh, or mimosa mayhem? What is sport? There is none. You could argue that, well, it kind of looks like American Gladiators then in a little bit uh, sort of way, where, you know, like if you fall into something, you're out or something like that. But And I, I, I mean, maybe I can understand that, but tooth and nail... They were literally, there was literally at one point she tried to fucking rip out her teeth and I thought, dude, I thought, I said, I, I looked at Blake and I said, dude, I swear to God if AEW tries to do an eye for an eye thing right here, I'm just going to stop watching wrestling entirely. Because there's no point at that point. Yeah. <laughs> there just isn't. I just, I would not have started the pay-per-view this way. I would not have done it. I don't like these cinematic matches. I like the idea sometimes, but for one thing, not even in a regular movie scene, which is what they're trying to be, not even in a regular movie scene do they use that much background music. No. Did you notice there's a background music every time someone does something? Like, there's no, like, silence or anything like that, which I'm just like, it, this would be the point where you would use silence in yeah. wrestling. But every, so far, every cinematic match, WWE or AEW, they've got that background music. They've got to add that ambiance that that doesn't need to be there. Yeah, the but AEW did that shit like, like they did it. And then here's what was really bad about it, which is where I really want to call bullshit on them, is they show Britt Baker looking like, you know, she was like a murderer, basically, with her mask on or some shit like that. Uh-huh. And they had background music playing. And then they had the announcers talking with it. Well, why are announcers talking with a cinematic matchup? I liked some of the stadium stampede matchup that they had. I thought some of that was entertaining, but I also thought, I mean, I'm glad I didn't pay for this because I would not have wanted to pay for that kind of main event. Yeah. Um, I don't know, dude. What, like, 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 what, what do you Seriously. think? Am I saying just a bunch oh, of no, j- no, jibber no. jabber? I mean, we grew up without the cinematic shit. The cinematic shit to us was like a backstage brawl or, you know, someone I'm getting okay jumped with in that. the parking lot. You know, that's kind of cinematic, but you're using the actual cinematic, uh, video style of a movie, and you're adding background music, and you're doing this, doing that. Now, now, here's the thing. There was a point in time when I would do wrestling matches, and when I would edit, I would make sure background music was playing. But, that was like this. It was like, if I had background music playing, I didn't have commentary. If I had commentary, I didn't have background music. One had to be or the other. So, you had to have some sort of way to tell your story. If I had the background music, the music that was playing had to tell the story for it, along with the wrestling that was happening, or whatever was happening. Right. You know, but to have the background music, to have the the commentary over it is stupid, to have it as a full cinematic, and to for it not even to be a wrestling match, and just something as stupid as a tooth and nail. Well, I mean... And, and, and Britt Baker as a murderer? 
Like, for real? Well, I, I mean, she wasn't even trying to murder her. She was just trying to, like... But, like, it was... Like, I thought they were going to turn it into the dentist or some stupid shit Ugh. like that. I just... I just... I, I, I did not like it. I did not like the way that they started that off. Um, you know, I, and, and I didn't like the Matt Hardy thing. I understood, though, why that one kind of went the way it went. Uh, I don't even know what to say about that kind of thing because, like... I mean, like, I, I want to say everyone took the necessary precautions, like, and I'm pretty sure Matt Hardy himself said he was fine. Yeah, but... But it was very confusing watching it. Like, I was just like, wait, what just happened? Like, 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 did he legit hurt himself? Like, I thought it was part of the angle. Because, you know, a lot of the times when wrestling, like, really focuses on something like that, like, like, oh, he hit the back of his head there. You're kind of like thinking, all right, well, then this is part of the angle, because yeah. why would they be showing that kind of thing? But then they're like, oh, wait a minute. No, I think he legit is hurt right now. So that's like why, like, that was why, like, when she threw up the X symbol, that was why they panned the camera and they were following Sammy, like, really, you know, back, because they were just like, okay, well, we don't need to show this kind of thing. Uh -huh. We don't know what's going on kind of thing. And then... I, that that was just, that was really confusing, and and I, I I didn't like the way that they handled that. Yeah, neither did Reby Sky. Apparently, well, she doesn't fucking like anything. Okay, apparently I don't not. give a fuck what she says. To be quite honest, if Matt Hardy comes out and says that he's fine and you know AEW's all right, then then shut the fuck up. Yeah, basically. And here's the thing: before you say, "Well, he works for AEW," well, I mean, yeah, he does, but he can. I mean, he could literally—they're on live television. He could yeah, come out he can and be like, "Say whatever he wants." Be like, "Fuck you, Tony Khan," edit that out, you know, kind of thing, you know, like. So I don't know. Like it's just, I—I I, I think everyone made a big deal about it. Obviously, I can see why people made a big deal about it because he could barely walk and shit like that. Yeah. Like, so it was. It was weird. I don't know. I could, I, you know, that 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 part I really didn't like. Um, and then the mayhem mimosa or the mimosa mayhem, whatever the fuck it's called. I thought what this was going into it though. I thought this was a street fight going into it. I thought it was just called a mimosa street fight, and I thought, all right, well then at the most, then they'll have bottles around there. <laughs> And instead, it will be a street fight and shit like that. You know, kind of yeah. thing. Well, we got a big surprise on that one, didn't we? I Well, see, I don't know if that was a surprise. Like, like to me, it could have just been, you know, I just didn't pay attention or see that. But, in, uh, but then apparently it became, well, you can win by pinfall or submission, which is stupid right there yeah. for this kind of thing. Or you can have it to where you dunk... You throw your opponent into the orange giant juice. pool of mimosa. Yeah, yeah, the giant pool of mimosa Rocky orange juice. Brought to you by Cracker Barrel. <laughs> That's sad, but true. All right, well, <laughs> the point was I didn't like it. Because this is something WWE would do. Yeah. They were big about having, you know, whatever inside of a pool. Whatever liquid they could think of. Okay, well, I was, like, dude, I was hoping this was just a street fight. I thought if this is a street fight, good. Because it'll bring out the both uh, best of them and everything like that. It'd be great. Instead, it was this. Yeah, and it, it didn't come off too well. Not at all. It didn't help elevate anybody at all. Uh, uh, well, I don't know. It definitely got them a good meme going. Like like a meme right now of Jericho just laying in the pool like that. 
and shit like that. And of course, Jericho's under fire for doing that concert in Sturgis. So why would he be under fire for doing a concert in Sturgis? Because of the COVID thing. They're like, so basically he was at Sturgis and uh, they had, like, there was no social distancing. It was, like, you know, thousands of people there with no mask or anything like that. And they're all, like, crowd surfing and everything like that. And, yeah, I mean, it's very easy to... Uh, uh, or that's, that's obviously the narrative. It's very easy to uh, um, attract or, or contract uh, COVID. Yeah, COVID but here's the thing. Every like time that. he goes to uh, Daly's place... He's getting tested, regardless. They take tests. Well, he is. So if he, if he comes up negative, who gives a fuck? Well, that's clearly what, but there's uh, obviously a joke. Like, like there's Judas in my lungs, and I become, I become infected. I become, I become infected with Judas and Judas in my lungs. Jesus Christ. Or something like that. I don't know. It's... And yes, I have been listening to a lot of Cornette recently. Jesus. <laughs> Oh, I knew, like, watching this, I knew watching this, I was just like, Cornette is going to have a stroke. Yeah, he's probably had a, he, he, he had already a had a stroke. His episodes of his podcast. Well, that's some fucking shit right there. I can't wait to talk about that fucking shit. He blamed the mimosa. Oh, my God, he didn't even get drunk. What the fuck? Fuck this. Yeah, I can see that. What was that? That was I have terrible. no idea. It was terrible. That was About awful. as terrible as this fucking pay-per-view. <laughs> Pull my fucking teeth out so I can't talk about it. Shit. Where's Brent Baker when I need her? Oh, I'm sorry. She's trying to fucking audition for a Friday the 13th film. Dumb bitch. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. That yeah. one was much better. Yeah. The first one, though, was terrible. Yeah, the first one was terrible. Awful. That's... Awful. God fucking but awful. Anyways. Jim's terrible when he's not on the air. Well... <laughs> When he's not on the air? Yeah. So when he is on the air, he's not terrible. I don't know. You have no idea. Anyway, Not I'm, a damn clue. Thank Apparently you. the same thing with the writers at AEW right now. They don't have writers, technically. And, and, and look, look, not everything was bad about the pay-per-view. I was just, just about things. to get... It was, well, it was those things, but those things were very important, in my opinion. But the things that weren't bad. Thunder Rosa versus uh, Sheeta. Well, yeah, that was fucking awesome. Thunder Rosa. Has been like fucking phenomenal since she debuted at NWA Power. Yes, and the fact that she's defending the NWA Women's Championship adds a lot of more credibility to AEW and to their women's division. Well, then correct me if I'm lot. not wrong, uh, or correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Mister Wrestling Historian. Um, wasn't that how the NWA titles were defended back in the day? Was yeah, they didn't they have did. like so like. They didn't have shows like Nitro, Raw, SmackDown. No, they like went to different shows. promotions and defended all over in the different territories. That's what they did. And then they would have like regular, like single events for NWA, correct, right? Correct, yeah. But, well, you had NWA affiliates. And like you had uh, w, w, uh, w, uh, World Class Championship, WCCW. Right. You had uh, Crockett Promotions. You had Florida Championship Wrestling. Uh, WWF uh, was also a part of NWA. So you had these titles that were moving around and being defended in different territories. And then they had their big events where they would, you know, put on the defenses. That they always had the one territory that was big and synonymous with NWA. And usually it right. was like North Carolina at one time. It was Texas at one time. 
Right. Depended on who. Well, Jim Crockett Promotions was WCW afterwards. Yeah. It was still. It was the last right. NWA conglomerate. So, so basically, the point is though is that that the NWA title, and, and, and not just the world title, but like every title that they have was like defended everywhere. Correct. So basically, which is why you see them on Ring of Honor and Hollywood Championship Wrestling, mm-hmm. and, and soon to be um, on pay per view too. They're getting ready to launch I a saw that. show. I, I saw that. And it's a weekly pay-per-view show, and it's going to... Well, I guess for pay-per-view now, which is like Fight TV and shit like that, yeah. which I do like the Fight app a lot. Um, and I got... But here's the thing, you know, and, and, and we're going to have to talk about the NWA coming up soon here because I, I do want to get into discussion. So um, I'll save that for another... Or I'll save that for a little bit later on if I yes. can talk here, because you are no fucking help whatsoever. Oh, but just like he is help. always on this goddamn thing. No, he's not. Anyways, <laughs> I'm just joking. But, so, it was great seeing Thunder Rosa there, and they had a good matchup, because I think uh, Thunder Rosa's... I think she's one of the best workers, period, today. Agreed. Um, in this, and she's going to be the reason that the NWA has a real resurgence because she had the match of the year, in my opinion, which was with Allison K, which we'll talk about a little bit later on. Right. But, um, yeah, so it was great seeing them. Another good thing that was great, the fucking tag match. Oh, that was incredible. That was incredible. That was better than the Young Bucks versus Kenny Omega and Paige, which everyone said was like probably one of the best tag matches they've ever seen. And it was amazing. Don't get me wrong. I fucking loved it. I loved every minute of that matchup. This matchup, this was fucking awesome. Yeah, them versus FTR. Yes, fear the revolution. Fear the revolt. Or yeah, fear the revolt. Which they're still getting shit over. Um, of but, course but, they are. You know, this just goes to show that WWE didn't utilize this team like they should have. And well, they not, did in NXT. Yeah, NXT is one thing, but once Vince McMahon gets your hands on you, you're gonna be fucking laying on the floor, wipe the shit if you're not meeting his standards. Which but, I don't even know what his standards are. Yeah, anymore. big boss man and baby oil. Um, but. Not really, in in all seriousness, but we'll talk about that another time. Anyways, it's a joke, running joke, nonetheless, running right. rain. <laughs> um, but, you know, they showcased what they could do. You cannot steal my fucking idea again! I can do what I want, it's my network! That was my bit, motherfucker! But you didn't cut, catch up on it, so kiss my ass. That's bullshit. Anyways, FTR... Well, I'm just going to steal Jim Gordon from you! That was awful. <laughs> terrible. You sound more like a, a deep south redneck promoter who don't know how to book. Uh, well, damn. I can't do you, though, Chris, so, you yeah. know. No, because I won't give you a spot even if you tried. <sighs> Anyways. God damn. Back to FTR versus Omega and Page. Um, but yeah, FTR really showed what they're capable of in this matchup, and right. this, and against Page and Omega, this was amazing. I yes, mean, I already knew that FTR could perform at a high level. We saw it in NXT. Hell, I saw it uh, Anarchy Wrestling up in Cornelia, Georgia, when they weren't mm. there under Franklin Dove, which one of the members of the team happens to be his son. But you know, they're top tier talent. 
and to for them not to be utilized the right way and then come here and be utilized correctly just goes to show. I, I, I and and I agree completely. Um, I mean, like I've been a fan of them. It's funny because I, honest to God, had the pandemic not happen. I guess you know. I thought that they were going to go to the NWA. A lot or of Ring of Honor that because of the style of wrestling that they have. But you got. But then again, AEW the was. Yeah, the I was about was to say wall, you man. had. Obviously, they're going, which I agree with. They're going to tease this Young Bucks versus uh, FTR for a very long time. They're going to be like, "Nope, we're going to make we're going to make people pay big money for that." But it's going to be in yeah. front of a crowd. Now, can you imagine if, if they get the opportunity to face Cody? Ah, uh, that'd be interesting. And a part of his choosing because Cody's the one that's consistently fucked the revival. You know, and the first time AEW that, ever see, came that's, on the air. That's that that that's really uh, that, that 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 is really true. He said that he, he said, said that, that more than uh, the Young Bucks did. First pay per view AEW ever had. He gets out the truck and on his Starbucks cup it says FTR. Yeah. So I mean, that right there <laughs> just just that would be money, and if they play it smart. They can have such a box office draw. Well, they probably will. But this matchup, though, was awesome. Oh yeah, I thought like I mean, I love the way like FTR was grounding them and everything like mm -hmm. that. But you still like like the other guys still were able to uh, get their stuff in. Just it was amazing. And I like I like what they're doing right now with Hangman Page and uh, kind of like developing his character a lot more. And well, ever since he started going to this like. Guy who just drinks and doesn't give a fuck, or I guess, you know, is weird or whatnot. Like, ever since he started doing that, he's become more over than he was. Because originally they were just kind of pushing him as like the white meat baby face. Yeah. You know, going up against Jericho and shit like that. And people were like, eh. Like, they were like, okay, we get what you're doing. We don't know if we like it yet, kind of thing. But then, like, when he went on that, like, thing of like drinking with the fans and like acting like he was splitting up with the elite which now technically he, he really has but like when he started doing that that's when he became like really yeah. over he, he got real big real fast oh and mm -hmm. then someone answered me this and i'm gonna have to talk james kitchens about this i you know i tried to kind of talk with him about this on the uh aew review that we did on uh on Evolve Review, but yeah. I didn't really get to talk about this. But what is everyone's problem with Kenny Omega right now? Like, like what's so bad about him? You know, I've, I've started to me, he, that too. Well, he, you know, and and I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah, like, no. like, like, I'll let you continue in a minute. <clears> but like, my thing is, I'm like, dude, he could get through a fucking match like no problem. Whereas a lot of other people can't. Well, I, I've been noticing that a lot on there, and I thank you for allowing me to finish, Kanye. But, um, you know, I've seen a lot of complaints about Kenny Omega lately. I've seen that they, they talk about, you know, how is he this big Great Great Lee had the greatest match of all time! What the fuck was that? <laughs> if there was ever a delayed reaction to anything on this program... I like the that one, itself. That one was like supposedly delayed. Uh, <laughs> I can't get through this. Oh, but anyway, Kenny Omega. <laughs> for the love of me, I don't <laughs> understand 
One, where the fuck that came from. Number two, why, like you said, why is everybody complaining about Kenny Omega? Oh, he's not that top-tier performer that uh, everybody says. He's he's pretty much grounded now. He's a loser. He sucks. He, he's not what he was in, in, in New Japan. So here's uh, why my are thing. They saying Doesn't he's he the help run part of the company, though, He's now? in charge of the women's division. Oh, okay, well then, well then I guess not. But he if looks but, it. but if he was on top, people would probably say, "Oh, well, oh, since he's, he's the he's buddy of them. himself, yeah, exactly." So here's the thing: Kenny never really wanted to be top of the world when it came to AEW. I think he made that abruptly clear that he was wanting to promote and and produce and, and showcase what can be done behind the scenes as well as in front of the camera. I mean, everything he does is systematic. Think about that. I guess because, like, people think that he could be in better feuds. And I'll admit, I mean, I never would. Because here's the thing, right? If I looked at how to book things and stuff like that, I'd have never called in a million years putting Paige and Kenny Omega together as a tag exactly. team. Exactly. But they became one of the best tag teams and had some of the best tag matches I'd ever seen in my life. One of them I saw live with uh, the Lucha Bros. Yeah. Like, they were amazing. I mean, let's just put it like this. The first real feud that Kenny Omega had was against John Moxley. Which we knew was going to happen, which I thought was going to be great. And I thought that their hardcore matchup that we even watched on this program, didn't yep. we? Yes, we did. I thought it was amazing. It was. But everybody complains Kenny Omega should have won that match. You put another WWE ex-wrestler over the top. No, he should have won thing, that match. And that's another thing they're complaining about. They're complaining that every person that's a champion right now is an ex WWE wrestler. But then they tell, but then they say that they want to see that person in AEW. Yeah, be used right. Yeah, so why are <laughs> it's you just like what the fuck? It's a damned if you do and damned if you don't when it comes to the wrestling fans. You fucking wrestling fans, internet smart marks, whatever the fuck you want to call yourselves. You don't know what you want and what you don't want. You don't know what works and what doesn't work. You don't know what it's like to sit in a booking room and try to come up with two-plus hours of television and try to work things right and then yeah. sit there and watch the reviews of something that you said you wanted to see that you're bitching about, and then you turn around when it changes up and you bitch about it again. You're almost like a fucking ex-girlfriend who doesn't know if she wants to go out and fucking eat at IHOP or wants to sit at home and Netflix and chill. This is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Fuck you. Allergic to bullshit. Exactly, and that's what all we're getting from this fucking wrestling <laughs> community. Well, a, a lot of, of times we are because, I, again, I don't even know what's good anymore or something like that. And plus, here's the thing, right? Because, like, again... I'd have never put, or I'd have never thought to put Kenny Omega and Paige together as a tag team. No. However, I am not behind the scenes seeing what they're seeing or seeing what ideas they have or something like that. I don't know how someone comes up with an idea. I could see an idea play out and think, all right, well, this is how I would have done it and everything like that. But do I know? What I'm doing in the heat of the moment, I don't know. I've never had the chance at that or yeah. anything like that. But I'm saying you can't just say that like, oh, well, I wouldn't have done that and everything. You don't know what you would have done. Here's the biggest problem that the wrestling business has had since uh, the last decade. Yeah, well, and actually, we're on it right now. Well, well before before you continue that, here's, here's my problem. Oh, well, they're being terribly booked. Well, all right, then, Einstein, how would you book them? 
what would you do? What would you, how would you book this scenario? No one ever answers that question. All they do is bitch and complain, but they don't have the answers as to book something. Now, I could call something out that is clearly dumb. Mimosa mayhem. Yep. Stupid. Sorry. It is. To the nail. Awful. Fucking. Atrocious. Um, you know, and, and, and other stuff. Alright? WWE. Eye for an eye. That was the worst idea I've ever heard of in my life Agreed. or anything like that. The, how the money in the bank was done and shit like Agreed. that. I can say that that is stupid. But other stuff. You don't know how things are going to play out. You could have everything scripted. The biggest example I could give, right? WrestleMania, uh, not 25, uh, 35, 35. Wasn't that the one in Texas? Yeah, I believe so. Dallas. That was in the, that uh -huh. was in the Dallas uh, Cowboys Stadium, yeah, right? I believe so. All right, so that, that WrestleMania, they probably had 10 different ideas going into that that were so much better than what they were actually able to produce. Yeah. However, Rollins, Neville... Um, Roman. Uh, Rome, no, no, well, Roman, I mean, I guess not having the greatest crowd reactions and everything like that, but other shit happened that they could not plan for, that mm. they were like, oh, fuck, like, like, okay, so we had plans with this person, he went down, we had plans with this person, guess what, he went down, you know, they probably had at that idea, I guarantee you, I will guarantee you if someone shows me the books in WWE one day, I guarantee you they had this idea for it. It was going to be the Shield. It was going to be all three of them in a triple threat match, which would be the only time I would say was a good triple threat match idea, or one of them at least. Mm -hmm. I would say that one was, that, that, that would be good, but that was probably the main event that they had in mind. Guess what? Rollins went down. John, uh, uh John. <laughs> Ambrose. Yeah, Ambrose, they didn't know what to do with at that point, which was clearly stupid because he clearly had the more momentum and they probably should have gone with him in the main event. He agreed. But they went with Roman because that's just how it works and shit. Thinks. Well, that's how it is. Well, why do you think AJ Styles was brought in? Yeah. Originally, they had, I guarantee you, they had no plans. They were like, all right, let's just sign him because the internet's talking about him. But they were, but then they were like, okay, well, we clearly need something going into stuff, so what can we do? Oh, AJ Styles versus Chris Jericho. Okay, well, that practically sells itself and shit yeah. like that. Like, I could have watched those two wrestle forever and shit like that. But, and then, like, NXT was on fire and shit like that. But, so there's, my point is, is, there's all these things that you can't plan for. Correct. That you think, all right, well, I've like, like, I've got the greatest storyline idea ever. Guess what? Injuries, uh, money, all this other shit comes into play that you can't account for and that you are not behind the scenes to comment on. And, and again, if you look back, you know, the the early this is why days people of get pissed with yeah. Meltzer. Here's the thing: when you look back to the early days of wrestling, people had their talks about wrestling, but not as big as what it is now. The internet is pretty much the downfall, the downfall of the wrestling business. And and, and and I don't mean to cut you off, but I, I want to elaborate on that, too, because I, here's the thing. When I was a kid, and the internet was, I guess, just starting or something, yeah. which it was, basically. And I forget that a lot of the times, but like when I was a kid and the internet was just starting and shit like that, nobody was saying what was bad 
in wrestling or anything like that. It was just, wrestling was awesome. You had people doing it in their backyard and shit like that. That's terrible, but it added on to the craze of everything and shit like that. Yeah. So, you know, and, and I definitely don't see us getting to that point anymore because now people, you know, they just want to complain about what's going on behind the scenes. Well, this society as a whole has pretty much become uh, soft and sorry and uh, uh, let me let me coin a phrase from Cobra Kai, if I will, since I've been watching that, binge-watching, uh, a bunch of pussies. Uh, basically, nobody gives a shit anymore about what's going on behind the scenes in the business and what what causes certain things to happen. They just want to go out there and say, well, I would have done this. Or if they do get edgy, oh, my God, they went too far. They shouldn't have done that. They should have did this. Or That's if they too stay, far. If they stay a certain point and try to play it safe, why aren't they being edgy like they used to be? This sucks. This is stupid. If they decide to do an angle yeah, but, a certain way, it's but, just ridiculous. Well, I mean, and I can't comment how AEW runs their shit, but WWE, I mean, you look at their type of entertainment or whatnot when people say become edgy. And they're edgy is, I'm sitting there, it's just like, this is overboard. Because what is the point of it being this edgy? Yeah. You know, there's... kind of thing. I don't, like, like, there's ways to be edgy, like, alright, we don't have to have the girls coming out ripping the, uh, their clothes off and shit like that. We don't, like, I don't need to have people being sacrificed on television or something like that. You don't like, need a whole like, lot of toilet humor either. No, I don't need that, but I don't mind there being a little bit extra brawling, maybe some blood here and now exactly. and then. I don't mind that kind of stuff. That's okay. Or how about, you know, upping the rivalries themselves? Like, okay, I've often said this. The Fiend should be feuding with AJ Styles because here's, if you want to push it, many people might question the taste of this. But I'm saying that this would be a tasteful way, in my opinion. You have AJ Styles, who is clearly a family man. You could play off of that and say that his, you know, daughter is it like like have Bray Wyatt on the TV like it's a regular children's show, basically. Yeah. And then like he tries to stop it and shit like that, and then somehow you know it turns it, it writes its own horror movie, in my opinion. Yes. Now, I'm not I'm not behind the scenes, so I don't know what's going on. I don't know what they have planned for everyone else, but I'm saying that's what I would do. That's yeah. what I mean by pushing edginess. You get what I'm saying? I get exactly what you're saying. And see, the thing is, is me and you've had that experience behind the scenes. So we know what can and can't work. We know what would what would come out of uh, a certain angle and what wouldn't come out of an angle. Uh, what angles would actually get a crowd to pop and which ones will not. Uh, but every other wrestling fan on there just wants to voice their opinion so they could just be heard and have nothing to back it up. No credentials, no credibility. Well, you know, and, and, and I know, and we'll talk about this in a little bit. Let's get back to AEW All Out 2020 because, again, I thought the tag matchup was incredible. If you haven't seen the tag match, it's worth the price of admission. So is the Thunder Rosa versus... Um, I always say her name wrong. What is her name? Thunder Rosa. No, not Thunder Rosa. I know how to say that one. Which one? The other girl. I don't fucking remember. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, you just made everything that we rambled about worth dick. No, because what Thunder, you are. This Thunder Anyways. Rosa is awesome on her own. Anyway, <laughs> now he's going to look it up and shit like that. 
Which is probably what I should do, but I'm terrible at that kind of shit. But yep. I thought that was great. I thought that uh, that I, you know what, I like the Young Bucks versus uh, the Jurassic Express. I kind of thought that the Jurassic Express, Shida. huh? Hikaru Shida. Okay, Hikaru Shida. Thank you. Hikaru Shida. Hikaru Shida. Fuck you. <laughs> anyway. Oh, anyway. Oh, thank you. Oh fuck you. Oh fuck this. <laughs> I quit you. <laughs> thank you. Fuck you. Bye. He's gonna send us a bill. He's gonna send us a bill one day, anyways. Um, that we're not gonna be able to pay whatsoever. Probably not. <laughs> anyways, but I like I like that. I thought that the Jurassic Express should have went over. Um, in the tag match, I like that was just me. But I get why the Bucks did go over because they're turning them heel. It seems like yeah. It seems like there's something going on with the Elite. We'll see what happens. Um. I did not like the, I guess, was it eight-man tag or was it a six-man tag with the, the Dark Order versus the thing? I thought, for if anything, they should have had Dustin Rhodes versus Brody Lee on that one. Yeah. But they had that on Dynamite, which I guess might have been a little bit better because uh, over a million people saw that one. So mm -hmm. they saw a, they saw a damn good match too with those two. That was awesome. Oh, I yeah. I love Brody Lee, by the way. Yeah, Brody Lee. <laughs> this shit is so he, funny. Yeah, since he's left WWE, he's become another top star. And you know, just goes to show you if you're not utilized correctly. Well, and 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 then um, of course I loved uh, the main event. I loved Moxley versus MJF. I thought, okay, of finally, course. it's Moxley, it's MJF. Here's what here's what every one of those matches had in common, though, that I said that I liked. They all were in ring. Yep, they were not a cinematic matchup or anything like that. Now, it's the, dude. Were there a lot of high spots and shit like that? Okay, I get it, but let's face it. That's some of it, of wrestling these days. It really is. Like, anything now could be considered a spot. Oh, no. I did not like that Battle Royal. I was trying to think of, of uh, another thing that uh, that on this show that I didn't like, and I couldn't remember it, and it was that goddamn Battle Royal. I did not like that whatsoever. And I feel bad for Matt Seidel. <laughs> Matt Seidel. Oh, yeah, man. that's now a meme, too. <laughs> it is, but come on. Like, he's hit it, like, a thousand other times. Like, yep. And considering that, you know, he's getting older, and he may not have been used to working in that style of ring with those people just yet, so. Or maybe it just, maybe he was nervous or something like that. He knew a lot of people were watching. I don't things. know, but guess what? It happens. I it mean, anytime someone does a botch in something, now that one that's clearly a botch, obviously that hurts you and, and that really sucks and shit like that. I'm glad he's okay too, because imagine if he had tried to rotate, he'd have, might have broken his neck, if you really think about it. If he had tried to rotate with it, He'd have broken his neck because he wouldn't yeah. have been able to rotate. So I'm glad that he kind of just fell back, you know, kind of thing, because he felt him slipping. So he was like, oh, shit. Yeah. So I'm glad of that. But, you know, I've always said this. Just because, you know, you botch something, just because you botch a move doesn't mean it's a bad thing. I mean, think about it. In a fight that's like that, that has strategy to it, are you going to have everything hit perfectly? Nope. There you go. Never. 
So it's, Which is why when people say that uh, shit is so crisp, the best matchup, one of the best matchups of all time, in my opinion, is Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Bret Hart at WrestleMania 13, obviously. Uh, look at that matchup. If you really look at it, it's it not that a, Yeah, no, it's not a pretty match at all. But, it, but that's what's great about it, because it looked like they were try it looked like they were trying to kill each other. Yeah, exactly. Which is which is something I miss sometimes. And and I get when people say that about spots and shit like that. But that's another thing. I don't understand, you know, what's a spot fest anymore. I'm like, anything can be a spot anything fest. Anything can be then. a spot fest. I mean, it's just, uh, again, it's the wrestling community or whoever else just wanting to call it what they want and say right. whatever they want about it. Well, I didn't like the Battle Royal. I'll admit that. I just, I, I really wish we would stop with Battle Royal, period. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Battle I, I just time I, I go to a show. There's a I don't like Royal. battle royals. The only time I like it is the Royal Rumble, and it's because sometimes you legit do not know what you're going to see in the Rumble. It's true, or so, who you're going to see. I like the Royal Rumble. I don't like, and plus, I hated it more in TNA when all when they tried to call him Gauntlet. Like, 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 remember that? They would call it the, a gauntlet matchup, and it was just, it was a Royal Rumble match, basically. Yeah, it's stupid. I was like, oh, that's such bullshit. So, I like that. Um, but Darby Allen, the body bag spot. What the fuck? Jesus. That wasn't even dumber. Well, I thought it was dumb, too, because they didn't really even focus on it. I mean, it, they, they focused on it, but at the same time, it didn't have the same impact that it would, I, I would think, in the Attitude Era. Yeah, very true. Like, if they did that in the Attitude Era, it, it would be pretty brutal and shit like that. But I don't know. I just, I didn't like that part. But there was things that I did like about it. But then again, I say that there's shit that I didn't like about it, and then they pop over a million ratings. Explain that to me. Matt Maestro? I don't know. It's just crazy. Um, like I said, you know, fans are going to bitch, moan, and complain about everything, but you're still going to tune in. It's wrestling. Yeah, it, it is. And, and we'll talk some more about some wrestling. i got to take a break, though, folks, from talking about some of this. We'll be right back after a break from TNB Studios, this man's studios. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Please go on back! You know, it's, I know it's, it's supposed to be your turn to start talking about this. We gotta do this commercial for now. I know we gotta do the commercial. You're the one that said that you were gonna do the commercial for yeah. the podcast. No, 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 you said you were gonna do the commercial. No, you're the one that said that you have the face for radio. Oh yeah, well that ain't what your dad said, because your dad said that you have the voice, the, the face that only a dog would love. Oh, that's just brilliant. Yeah, well, you know, who cares who does it? Somebody's got to tell them that 90s nostalgia is airing on TMB. That somebody's got to let them yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. Somebody's got to let them know. You I mean, seriously. You don't even no. talk on the shows. Talk on the freaking radio. Why aren't you talking? Because all, all you have to do is say... 90s nostalgia. 90s nostalgia. Catch it exclusively on TMB Studios. You are currently listening to SWN, the Stowball Wrestling Network. On TMB Studios. Alright, we are back here on the Stovall Wrestling Network, and it's time to talk about the WWE here. Uh, because the WWE made uh, some big headlines over the last uh, few weeks. Spoiler alert, hint, hint, at the end of this. <laughs> um, but, uh, WWE introduced Chris the Thunderdome. See, when I heard about this... <laughs> The, All first, right. the first thing that came to my mind was Mad Max. 
Well, <laughs> like, seriously. Well, I'm I, sitting there I, picturing I, this big metal dome, and this is what they're going to do now, and then I actually saw what they were doing, and I'm like, okay. Well, well, okay. First, to be fair to it, as far as from a technological standpoint and production, you know, wise, uh, it's very impressive. I, you have to give it that. It is pretty cool. I will give them that. All right. I'll give them that in somewhat. Um, it also gives idiots uh, a chance to do dumb things, as we've seen um, on that. I'm not going to get into all that. But Kenny Omega um, was there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kenny Omega was there. Um, among other things. Again, I, I don't want to talk about that. But, anyways. Um, but here's my thing. That's not the fucking problem. No, it never has been. Like, it's... I mean, first of all, again, it's very awesome technological uh, advancement and everything like that. If I could talk right. Um, I'm trying to use big words. I'm trying to be Vince McMahon. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> That's pretty good, right? Yeah, that was... <laughs> Pretty accurate. Anyway. I'm Vince McMahon. I learned big words from Trailer Park, huh? Oh, Lord. Oh, God. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways. But, like, it's it's interesting. Um, I'll admit it. I My favorite thing, though, to see so far with it, I'll be honest, is, like, to see, like, somewhat of a street fight break out and they fight them all. <laughs> like, all of the TVs, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that's pretty good. And people are turning around like, what's going on? <laughs> but then you have that, and then you still have Raw Underground. That's not the other thing. Why? Bruh, dude, I, I really don't know. I cannot answer for a lot of things. I get good things that I like so far about the WWE right now. There's the only there's only a couple of good things. I like some of the stuff on NXT. There's some of the shit now I could start to see. You know I don't like a lot, but there is a lot on NXT that I like. First of all, Finn Balor versus Adam Cole. Come on, Adam Cole, baby. May he still rest in peace. <laughs> Yeah, they brother's doing well. I think I've mentioned this before, but did I tell you they mentioned that? On yeah, a, uh, being the, elite. No, unrestricted oh. AEW podcast with Tony Schiavone and uh, what's the referee girl's name? Oh yeah, yeah, Aubrey Edwards. Yeah, um, but like they uh, they interviewed Hangman Page and he kind of mentioned that, or he, he even said that he had a twin brother or something like that. <laughs> something like I don't know, but works. Um, yeah, I know, but no, uh, Adam Cole versus uh, uh, Finn Balor, holy fucking, that was amazing. Yeah, that was awesome. Like I don't care what anyone says, that was a work of art. Um, but I've like you know I, I like some of the stuff on AEW, like I said. But a lot of the stuff I like in WWE, uh, you know, like I said, the NXT, I like some of that. And the only thing from the main roster that I can ever find myself to like, first of all, I like anything AJ Styles could go out there and wrestle a broom 
and I'll say it's the greatest match, you know, for whatever, you know, yeah. kind of thing. I, I love AJ Styles, so I like anything he does. And the only other thing I like is Bailey. Yeah. I, I love the Bailey. I even love how I um, they actually fucking turned her and Sasha Banks now on each other. And Sasha Banks probably cut one of the best promos of her career on Bailey. Like, it was so good. Everyone was talking about it. They were, yes. like, you were, they were like, that's good, you know, kind of thing. So, uh, which I don't know how anyone became promo experts, but all right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but she really did. She did a good job. But that's kind of like the only stuff that I like. And we're we're going to talk, uh, you know, more about WWE because there's a spoiler alert at the end of Stovall Wrestling Network. Stay tuned for it, and I'll explain and everything yeah. like that. But um, I the Thunderdome, like I said, I'm not going to knock, you know, the hard work that went into putting the thing together. You have to give that credit, so I'm not going to knock that. It's like, I actually think it does look pretty cool. It is the times that we are living in now. Yeah. It's like, okay, you either have that or you have limited fans at this point. It's going to be one or the other. You know, we're just not, we're not going to see that for a while. And we have to kind of come to accept that for right now. And uh, as, as we've seen in sports recently. Yeah. You know, so, um, but it, it just, you know, that's not the problem, though, like I said. You know, it's just, it's all of this other shit. It's out-of-touch storylines. It's boring stuff. It's not even entertaining. It's just, what the fuck? It's like a bad acid trip at times. Yeah. You know? That... And for the life of me here, you know, I'm... I cannot stand in WWE now how this has become a thing over the past couple of years. I cannot stand every time there's a just even a hint of a brawl or an out-of-control situation. We have to have the camera jerk around and shit like that so much. Like, it's, it's enough to make someone go into a seizure. That's somebody who watched ECW programming back in the late 90s and thought, that looked pretty cool, and they, they just... But they didn't even up. do it all the time! Most of the time, the camera just zoomed in whenever an impactful shot was hit. Or if there was, like, a multitude of punches. Yeah, they know, did that. That they, looked cool. Yeah. Because that, that was to the ECW brand. Nowadays, it just looks awful. It looks like somebody doesn't know what they're doing with the camera. I just... I, it doesn't do anything, too. It doesn't make it any better. Like, no. It doesn't make... Like, and, and again, they'll do it whenever. Just, just like any little thing breaks out. It's just like... It's just like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Like, it's that kind of stuff that they're, uh, you know fucking up on, I guess. There's no other way to say that. But, uh, <laughs> like, and again, I still think it comes back to the network. I don't understand why Vince will not run it like a network. Or, not even a network. I shouldn't say that. And I think I've said this before like this uh, as well on this show. But a studio. He needs to run it like a studio. 
He is the head boss. You know, he said he said for years basically he wants to be Walt Disney or something like that. Or that's yeah. what people say. He wants to be Walt Disney and shit like that. Well, Walt Disney actually like looked over parts, but he didn't like Vince is trying to run it like he did when Hogan was on top and he literally had his claws and everything. And it's like and you, you can't, can't do, do that, that anymore. You can't do that. Because you have to have different ideas for different shows. That's why it's okay at times to have writers like they do if you're going to use them, first of all. Like, I don't understand if you have that many writers and you're not going to use anything that they do. Well, see, here's the biggest thing about Vince, and this is all that Vince really cares about. He, and he's at every fucking live taped event. Um, he's at the Raw. He's at SmackDown. Uh, he, well, there's nothing wrong with that. But that's... The thing is, when you're sitting there and you're consistently changing the storylines that have been wrote out... Okay, yeah, that's... that. The during the say. show, nonetheless, that's where you're making mistakes. Well, didn't Bischoff say that they did that back in the day? WCW did, yes. Okay. And, and that was the problem. And <laughs> know if we have or not but we're going to talk about it anyways again i hear bischoff do the same thing on his podcast yeah but um like here's my thing i cannot stand it when the the wcw narrative of the goldberg hogan thing mm -hmm. i cannot stand it when people constantly are just like oh they should have saved that for a pay-per-view they should have Drawn a, you know, they could have drawn an even bigger house than they did at the Georgia Dome, blah, 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 all this kind of shit and everything like that. I'm like, okay, I agree in a lot of ways. It should have been saved for a pay-per-view, all right? However, has Raw not presented main event matches as well? And stuff that you would think would would be on a pay-per-view. Like, for instance, the week before that, here's what no one mentions. The week before Goldberg versus Hogan was Stone Cold Steve Austin and Kane for the WWE Championship that he had just won at the pay-per-view the night before. Yep. Yeah, it's just, it, when you're pro-WWE, everything else is uh, bad decision-making. Well, I, obviously, in their in, in their narrative of anything, w, uh, uh, you know, outside WWE, obviously. I get that, okay, whatever, we, we get it, you know. But I'm even talking about, you know, everyone else says it, and Bischoff tries to defend it. He's like, I was a television company. Yeah. Like, like, yes, we were wrestling, but we were a television show, and the television people that said that they wanted ratings said that we needed to get high ratings that night, and guess what? We That's what ratings. we got, high ratings. Should we have saved it for a pay-per-view? Probably. And, you know, we're going to watch that match in full sometime here or another and talk about some of the stuff that was going on during that time and really break it down. Yeah. But I've just always thought about, and then hasn't Raw for like the past few weeks tried to present main event matches that I felt should have been on a pay per view as well? Which you know they don't even have pay per view; they have the network specials basically. But it's like, 
haven't they presented that as well? They like, have. Like, wasn't Randy Orton versus The Big Show unsanctioned? Which I don't... That was stupid, but... Yep. Like that, that's a main event status. And match. That's a main event status match, or at least that's a pay per view main, you know, mid card match. Yeah, I guess in ways or hell, even in an opening, I don't know. Like, but I, I, I just don't know what that means anymore because it's like, well, what really are pay per view matches? And then think about this: AEW have they not presented pay per views uh, quality matches as well? They have. They really have. But then again, most of the time, their matches, uh, if they do something like that, the episode of Dynamite is named something special to make sure that it is a special episode of Dynamite. Well, it's, it, it's true, and that's fine. That's different. But Raw has never done that. Mm -mm. And the only times that they do that is if they're celebrating a milestone in Raw history. And really, it's not even that any different. Like, it's the same thing of Raw. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, every time people, you know, say, well, the downfall of WCW was really when Goldberg won on Nitro. And I'm saying shit like that. And I'm just like, it was the most watched... It was the most watched wrestling pro, uh, yes, wrestling program in history. Yeah, not one wrestling program, not even in the Attitude Era of Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock, did they beat that episode. Mm. Yeah, you can say that that. Well, they should have done it on pay per view, and I agree. I would not have done it on Nitro. Guess what? I'm not in. I'm not in the positions that they are. No, because if, if you look at it like this, like Bischoff said, he's in the tele he was in the television business, television industry. Television networks want ratings. Sponsors and advertisers want ratings. They want more eyeballs on the product, so their advertisements and their products. And wrestling, can be seen. you know, was only like the hottest fucking thing on television at the time, beating out NFL, NBA, and every sport known to man. Yep. So. You would be smart to provide and a matchup. And it was around the time that people found out that the business was a work. Yep. And yet, it still it got it got bigger. And I know this is gonna flip uh, a certain James E. Uh, off his lid if I say this, but like it got bigger ratings than the territory days. <laughs> It became oh, bigger. Where's the Dark Side of the Ring episode on that one? I, 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 Nothing was bigger than the fucking Territory Days. Oh, God damn it, I knew it. That's when pro wrestling was at its best. This shit is sucks now. Look, look, you can sing all of the fucking verbiages you want to on your podcast. I ain't singing shit. I'll put this damn tennis racket upside your head and show you exactly what pro wrestling was all about. First of all, that's not even a real racket. Neither is this fucking business they call pro wrestling right now. But yet you get so passionate and Fuck fired up. up against AEW. Why am I actually talking to you like you're the real fucking... <laughs> what What in the hell? <laughs> oh, God, because everyone knows it's corny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> No, oh, we're getting sued. Yes, we are. Steve oh. and P. Do, Steve and P. Do. <laughs> <laughs> I want 
you to go down there and fucking sue them little bastards that touch my ass. You get that dickin' ass guy and uh, whatever the fuck, Caleb, stuff it up his ass with whatever his name is. <laughs> fucking mentioning my name and impersonating me, I fucking had it. And they're talking bad about pro wrestling on their territory days. I made more money then than they ever made in their life. <laughs> Which is actually true, because, uh... <laughs> <laughs> shit right now. <laughs> if I get sued right now, the only thing you're going to get from me is a pair of underwear that's already been worn, and that's about it. Oh my god, that was the perfect transition. <laughs> yes. Oh lord. Oh, and you had to take a sip of drink while you did it. So yes. you almost just choked. I did. I almost choked on uh, Powerade. Isn't that something? <laughs> it's supposed to Powerade you. Anyways, all right, well. Like the one Hawaiian. Place. I don't know. I just, I like, I like I said, I just, I don't get why people say you can't do this, you can't do that, and I'm sitting there, well, like, well, they did it, and they were successful. Yeah. Unlike, I'm not saying you do that every time, obviously. Yeah, well, unlike WWE now, we're back on a Thunderdome thing here. I mean, they show their success, they show they're making money, they just, just like, millions of dollars in tech. I will say, uh, before you continue that, I will say this, that thing could give someone a seizure watching it. Yeah, especially like, when like you see all, how many lights there were. There's a thousands and thousands of lights, thousands and thousands of LED screens. The whole damn thing changes when the fiend comes out. <laughs> Here's my question, right? They've got advertisements want to be part of WWE's Thunderdome. You know, go to this link, blah blah blah. I wonder how much that'll cost you, but um, like if you get that and you notice when they come out. They'll, like, the screens will go black, and it'll just be the color of whoever, you know, whatever entrance and everything like mm -hmm. that. My, here's my thing. If you're in the Thunder, or if you're in the Thunderdome chat, does your screen go black? <laughs> Actually, it's the funny thing is that all you're doing is watching a live stream of the actual network. Are and you? That's, that's all you're watching, just watching a live stream of Raw or SmackDown, and... So you're not watching it, like, from that seat view, That, right? that I don't know. That's that what I'm know. curious. Like, like is it is it you're literally inside the arena? And, like, because my thing is, is I'm like, if that's the case, how the fuck can you follow the action? Because how's your camera going to move? Well, that's the thing is, uh, I, I like, I think it's just a live stream of the episode. That's what I thought and it was. And you, you just have a camera on you, and you're... Filming your reactions, and you're basically getting the opportunity to be on national television with a WWE product. I cannot believe some of the reactions, though, that I see. Like, and I, what I mean by it is I don't believe them. Like, I'm like, who the, like, who reacts like that? Like, well, if you sit know, there and look at it, they're not booing. They're not cheering. Half the time, you can hear boos and people are on the screen doing this. And I'm like... Motherfucker, you're piping in the... Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're piping in still their own shit. Yeah. So that means they can truly, you know, control who's a bad guy, who's a good guy, mm -hmm. or who's this shit, and everything like that. Yeah, so... Know. It is what it is. I mean, they probably have years and years of crowd sounds just at their disposal that they can utilize. Hey, who knew Eric Bischoff in WCW was a genius when it came to the Goldberg music? Ha <laughs> ha! 
Very true. <laughs> really? Like, like, for real. Like, everyone gave him shit for piping in the Goldberg music. I'm like, nope, he was an innovator again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he sat there on his podcast and said everything that you're seeing right now. He, he did it to, uh, uh, what's his face, Mr. Five Stars uh, himself. Dave Meltzer. Dave Meltzer. He's like, if you Uncle look Dave. at the television, uh, Dave, <laughs> half the stuff you see now, I started that. Yeah, I started did. doing that. Uh, and you well, say it's I because don't know Meltzer doesn't television. give him enough credit, and I don't think people give him enough credit as well. well Dave like, Meltzer's a dumbass anyway. Well, this is very true. Like I saw him on the uh, dark side of the ring, right? And he was—it uh, was for the Von Erich episode, which is God—that's a rough one. I've got to watch that one. I haven't seen that one. It's a—it's a great episode, but it's, it's great uh, for being like just really rough. Like it's—it's—it's. Yeah. It's, it's, it's difficult to watch at times. But, anyways, like, it has Dave Meltzer in it, and, like, it shows a shot of his office, and I went, this is this is the famed, like, guy that gives reports and shit like that. Like, All in run-on sentences. Ebert and Roper <laughs> had mansions that they lived in reporting on movies and yeah, shit like that. Apartment, he lives in an apartment, and, like, there's papers spread out all over the floor. I'm like, at least... At least you know, if you were going to have them, you could at least have something that's true on them. <laughs> yeah. Here's I don't know. I, 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 besides, I think he doesn't realize, like, I can recognize when something is, is strictly there for entertainment. Like, I'm like, okay, this is not a wrestling match. Like, it's it has match on it, but it's just entertainment. It's just there thing. for the, the value of giving fans something. But I also think that he doesn't take into consideration crowd reaction. He doesn't a give a shit times. about the crowd. He doesn't even know the business. Well, I, I mean, I agree with that, which we could talk about that all day long, but what were you going to say about him? What was I going to say? I don't know. Basically that he sucks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the guy the guy doesn't give credit where credit's due to a lot of things, and I, I was listening to... Oh, you were, talk, uh, we were talking, talking about, about Bischoff. Bischoff, yeah, Bischoff, Bischoff made it known on the... That, uh, basically, Eric... When Eric went to do the, um, the executive uh, producer role with WWE for SmackDown, and he was talking about how he wasn't there the first day, he goes, first off, Dave, uh, I had to move my family up to uh, yeah. Connecticut. Then he said, he posted that... He and was that, in catering all day. And he that's said, what we try to not do on here. I, You know, for me, at least I hope I'm not coming across like that. If I am, you know, let me know. Send hate tweets at Stovall Wrestling Network. Right? Isn't that the tweet? I think so. i got to get it going again. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for that. So that just made that all pointless. But send anyways, it to Facebook for now. Well, then send it to his. Anyways. <laughs> Yeah, send me all the hate mail. I get it all the time. I'll yep. take it. Yep. And anyway. you'll get a nice picture of Jim Cornette saying, fuck you. <laughs> right thank you, fuck you, bye. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, fuck you, bye. Anyway. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, Dave likes to... He likes to report about it like he fucking was there. And yeah. it's just like, dude... I've never heard of you at a wrestling event. I mean, obviously, he has attended wrestling events, obviously, but not behind the scenes. No. Like the New Japan. What'd you think of this one? Well, 
you know, and he started blasting. He started letting loose secrets and buzz. Oh, he loves anything. But that's why there's that joke that even Bruce Pritchard, you know, like he pisses Conrad Thompson off. But I'm like, dude, Conrad, like he's got a point. Like, you notice anything that New Japan does is either four or five stars, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, like. Like, everything that they do is great. And it's just like, bro, they're not the end-all, be-all. No. There's other shit that's good. Wrestling can be whatever it wants to be. Exactly. And nobody can actually sit there. Not even us. We sit here and critique like crazy. We critique WWE like crazy. Well, we do. Well, for one thing, it's because, you know... My grudge would... (laughs) Right now, they do. Okay, well, I mean, again, there is some good stuff. You know, it just, it doesn't feel good when you have to sit there for three hours and watch Raw, and then two hours. Sometimes SmackDown is good on Friday night. Sometimes it's not. It depends on if there's nothing else on. You know, and and, and that's the thing, that you just brought that up. You you, you said Raw is three hours. We're in the middle of a pandemic right now, and you've think with all the changes that they made wouldn't you condense that back down to two if they've got a contract if they've got a contract with usa that usa says they want three hours then guess what three hours maybe just maybe that's where underground came from raw underground came from uh, the fact that we got nothing to fill this third hour oh fuck it give shane a underground fighting tournament but see you have a whole fucking performance center Full of athletes, you still take athletes from NXT. How do you not have time for people? That's a good question. But hey, Pineapple Pete was there. I mean, I saw that. What did he do? Nothing. Stood next to Shane. Well, okay, that's pretty good. But <laughs> I would mark out myself. I'll, I'll be sitting there like, hey, while we're filming this, you think about me. WWE. Uh, we'll talk about that later. I thought he was work for AEW. Like, what the hell? I didn't. Uh, that was like a one and done thing, I guess. Or maybe he kind just... of. Well, you know, AEW, and I, I, you know, we'll talk about that in the uh, spoiler alert that I have. I'm just gonna keep saying that. Either someone's gonna <laughs> give a shit uh, at the end of this podcast, or if they're <laughs> it's not, but whatever. We hadn't already put him to sleep. Yeah, shut up. Anyway, no, no, anyway, you know, I I, I don't know, like, it's just, I get on to WWE because at times they just make themselves look bad. Like, I didn't like how, they look like the petty ones in this whole Wednesday Night War. They're not even, like... Like, they don't even allow their NXT people to even stay on NXT long enough for them to establish who's on NXT kind of thing. Like, it's just, oh, you have a good run in NXT, or if the boss kind of sees you, he's going to take you. Boom. Puts them up there or something like that, you yeah. know? Sometimes you get thrusted straight into the main event or something like that. But, um, you yeah, know, which is what's happening with Keith Lee. But, yeah. Um, and we'll talk about that later, but, uh, yeah, like, like, I just get pissed with WWE because they're the only ones, and if they're the only ones, we clearly see that the wrestling business can't survive like that. No. WWE cannot be the only place to work, because for one thing, you can't hire everyone. 
You know? And you're not gonna you're gonna get the same thing from WWE. You're not gonna get anything creative. That's even what Jericho said. You know, like when he went back to New Japan and had the matches with Kenny Omega, he was like, Holy shit, I forgot like what it felt like to be creative again, to like put my match together on the fly or something like that, or yeah. put together a match like that, like and do your own thing and not be told what to do. Exactly. And obviously you have guidelines and stuff like that, but it's just like, you know, I don't know. And, and, and again, there's so... And here's another thing that pisses me off about WWE, is the fact that they could be like... That network could be even better than what it is. And they just don't try with it. And they don't try with their own stuff. Like... I don't understand why they discontinued Legends House, Camp WWE, you know, all of these other shows that they had. Um, what was another good one? Uh, I thought Slam City was even good for a kid's show. Like, you yep. could have sold that Cartoon Network and been like, hey, play that on in the mornings. Then you could have had those adult swim shows. Even, like, the Edge of Christian, totally yeah. awesome uh, uh, show. Yeah, the show that reached total awesomeness, yeah. That was hilarious. That was one of their highest rated shows on the network. And then they discontinued it after two seasons. Holy foley! I thought that was entertaining as fuck. And they made it, like, <laughs> I think Foley, like, sometimes when, when they heard about it, like, fo like, like they kind of got, like, the wrong impression of it or something like that. But then, like, he actually saw it, and it's like, oh, no. Okay, I get what he's talking about. Like, you know, it's just him and his daughter talk a lot. Yeah, and nothing wrong with that kind of thing. But, like, I'm sitting there just like, that was great stuff. And they discontinued that. So it's like, I don't even understand why they even try to do new shit. They even discontinued um, something else to wrestle with. Yeah, and I think that mostly came from uh, Conrad. Them not being able to reach another agreement, or they, they probably tried to control it. Well, I mean, he did say, like, that was why one of the episodes didn't air one of the weeks, or aired on a delay, because uh, they had they said that they had creative differences. And it was the, uh, I'll tell you which one it was, it was the WWE ECW one. Because, here's the thing, so they did that one on... Uh, something to wrestle with. And I listened to that one, and I hadn't heard that one before I had heard the one on the network. Mm -hmm. The one, they are totally different episodes. Because in this one, like, Bruce says something of like, we were trying to capture, we were trying to capture some of that ECW nostalgia or something like that, and literally Conrad just goes, oh, fuck you, Bruce, don't give me that bullshit. Like in the like in the episode, and they went off on this tyrant, and that's something that they do all the time on something to wrestle with. Yeah, yeah, they do that shit all the time. But I guess because the way that they did it, WWE, I guess whoever was doing the network uh, had creative differences with it because I guess maybe they just didn't like the language or something like that. Which here's my thing for the network streams. Be edited, because it's for everyone. Mm -hmm. That's fine. The uh, on-demand, don't give me edited bullshit. Or, or even if offer I'm paying an option. For it. 
offer, offer an option. They kind of, they say that they do, which is uh, you know the parental controls. But I'm like I'm like you still edit shit though, even in yeah, you know the non-parental controls. So I don't know, but I mean like we started talking about the Thunderdome, and then I somehow turned into Eric Bischoff talking about ten different things. Everything. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, that's what we do here. We just talk about wrestling. Mm -hmm. What we like and what we don't like. But I'm not going to sit there and tell people... Alright, first of all, I can tell when something is clearly bad. When it's a bad storyline, it's a bad segment, it's a bad match, I can tell that. But at times... People are so nitpicky or just so fucking critical of everything that even I'm just kind of like, okay, now that's a bit harsh. Like, yeah. Like, you know, it, it, it's not that bad or something like that. Or this was actually pretty good and I'm not sure what you saw kind of thing. But, but we know. get that all the time. That's just the nature of being a wrestling fan. Well, it is, you know. Everybody yeah. has their opinions on everything and opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. Yeah. Oh, we're just assholes talking about wrestling. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, but we're going to take a quick uh, uh, intermission here on the Stovall Wrestling Network. Intermission, commercial break, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we're going to take it right here on the Stovall Wrestling Network. Yes. Uh, and we're going to hear from TMB Studios. And then we've got Wrestling Society X up next. Don't go anywhere. Can you feel that? Can you feel that? Chatter City. Ladies and gentlemen, Chatter City is wound up. We are back. We have been absolutely on fire and ready to lay down some heated, maybe some controversial, and really good statements. Now, Forbes is back. We'll get into it. Until then... Thanks for tuning in. Take care. Please stay safe. And also, have a blessed rest of your day. You are currently listening to SWN, the Stoball Wrestling Network, on TMB Studios. Alright, we are back here on the Stoball Wrestling Network, and it is time to continue our watch-along series to WSX, and uh, again, this is one of the forgotten uh, wrestling promotions, I believe, and uh, one that's been very entertaining to watch, yeah, I, yeah, I must yeah. say, uh, it, it, but it goes again into that discussion that, that we were having earlier about, you know, people say this isn't acceptable in wrestling, people say that isn't acceptable in wrestling, and I'm sitting there just like, you do have to do, though, out-of-the-box ideas, though, as well, I guess, I don't fucking know like half the time anymore but um i do know that even when this came out originally and i saw it like on demand and stuff like that at the time like this was still good so oh, yeah you know uh so it's been fun watching this and uh, we're about to watch uh episode five i believe right this is five right we are watching episode five it is uh Actually loaded up, ready to go. It took place on March 5th, 2007 on MTV. And you guys, just like before, you can find it on YouTube. Type in Wrestling Society X. It'll come up as a playlist, WSX, the complete series. 
And we're going to go ahead and kick it off in three, two, one, press play. Oh, that's a Tiger uh, Canadian destroyer. <laughs> yep. Crazy. I couldn't. Uh, oh, that was the X Factor. Yep, was. Uh, couldn't see who that was. I could not tell who that was. Either. This one is a little bit of a lower quality uh, than the other Welcome one. For back to Wrestling Society X across. I tell you, we've been talking about it. Has anyone Brett Ernst and Chris Kloss? I miss Chris Kloss though, man. Like I wish he would come back. Like you know nowadays. I don't know who he would work for. Yeah. But. PWX. They're talking about that attack with that fireball that actually got Wrestling Society X canceled. Which is stupid because they knew it was going to happen. Oh, here we go. You didn't recognize me. You had a wharf, but you rigged my casket with explosive. And this, Vampiro. This is the result. Six Pack has no idea how lucky he was that he could have suffered the same fate as me. Bill, your days on Earth are numbered. Oh, I don't know if I want to be packed. Holy shit! Early, but one guy we're looking forward to meeting is Jinx. Oh, it's Jinx. Hey, Jinx, how you doing, buddy? Or Jinx. Nice to meet you. What's going on, my friend? Scoot it there. That's another one of the rappers that didn't last. To shout out tonight's first battle. Actually, I'm pretty sure he's still around. Oh, here he is. <laughs> Tonight, the excitement cannot be contained. It cannot be controlled. In fact, it might just explode. <laughs> <laughs> like a porn star with that. Listen, it explode. I love how they just had to like make it known that these guys were from Dragon Gate by like like and they didn't even try to be original. They were just like Team Dragon Gate. Well maybe that was just some kind of like deal that Dragon Gate has so you gotta go get a name Dragon Gate. Team Dragon Gate, they gotta know who they are, where they're from. I guess. This is the greatest the ring announcer in the history of wrestling. Is it coming down from the fire? The filth and the fury. That's what they were called. They called them some like weird stuff. Teddy. Yeah. like a damn disco ball. Ted Teddy's coming from That's how he dresses now, bro. I know. He's a lot shinier back then. What a battle this should I be. Disagree. Talk about the like, speed, the I disagree. I haven't really watched any. I was about to say, you have to see his MLW stuff. He did not get any better with the stuff. With like, hey, you know, his thing, game. Jimmy Hart said it best. Well, like, this is show business. Stand out, yeah. flash. Yeah, yeah, true. He's not wrong on that. If everyone's wearing, you know, black or dark colors or something like that, then, you know, how can you stand out? So Teddy said, all right, well. And hey, let's not forget, Bret Hart's colors were pink and black, too. That is very true. 
And Very fast-paced action here. From now, all four of it as it's they move in quicker than cars. I just saw as him on uh, the NWA. He was cars, on. Hey, uh, well, he now. was on Power, off and he was on the Hard Times pay-per-view. Pretty cool to see him. Yeah, knowing his background, knowing where he came from. Right? Like, like, what does Jim Cornette have to say about that? Oh, there it is. Oh, that was a nice little positive fake out. And he does that. He does that same move in the NWA as well. Now that he doesn't do. Nail it that. Oh, nice. Now again, folks, there's no rules in any fucking match that there is. I like this. I like this. And he does do that in uh, in the beginning. Yeah. Nice. at the hands of M Dog Twenty. Oh, oh, nice. catches M Dog Twenty in midair. Oh, the no name rapper stopped saying a damn word right now. Distracting the referee, doing his tag team partner a disservice at this point in time. Oh. As we see a double team commit. Because he probably is just like, like, they tried to do that with too many people, I thought. I just noticed that the turnbuckles are all duct taped up. That's been the way since day one, bro. I'm just saying, it's a lot more now. Look at them. They're like ten times worse now. Well, here's the thing, okay. But we we can clearly see that the ring is fine, like, to work in. Oh, yeah. It's just they wanted to give the appearance of, like, gritty. Gritty underground. You know, kind of thing. Why people want to interrupt my watch along? I don't know. Oh, nice! Look at, did you see that snap? Uh, Hurricane there? I did. That was amazing. That was so dope. It continues. And that was the quickest commercial break in history. Yeah, that's the power of YouTube. Oh, good lord! <laughs> How was that? Oh, okay. Alright, I was about to say, if someone kicks out of that, then that's just... Hey, I'll admit though, it's a good idea to put M Dog 20, uh, Matt Cross, and Teddy Hart together though. Yeah, as a team. they make a good piece. And to me, this matchup would be even better if they weren't so pressed for damn time. Yeah, agreed. I wouldn't. Uh, that was not a neck breaker. No, not even near. I don't even. I, see, here's the thing. I don't even know if he knew if he knew what to call that. Probably did. That's my thing. What you got in mind here? Oh my God! Spiked him. Oh nice. I like that cell job there. That was dope. Jibs has never seen anything like I've that. I've never before. seen anything like See, that. See, I like this stuff. This is good. Yeah. Uh, I still don't nice like the fact that the refs look like they're getting ready to change someone's oil. See, I was going to go with uh, they look like they're trying to figure out if they want bumpers or not. Bowling alley reference for any of you. I got you. I have to explain everything to you. Shut up. Oh, all right. Even though I see that every single fucking week on a wrestling show. Oh my lord, they're both going up. Oh, 
450 and both pins. They both pinned them. Did you notice that they really dominated this matchup? They really did. How does that make Team Dragon? How does that make Dragon Gate feel in general, though? You know, I think that's where this storyline that comes into play, like the episode that never aired, basically, because they're in it. They're the main event. Spoiler alert. <laughs> the Quiznos. Please tell me they have them eating the sandwiches again. That was hilarious. Especially at, 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 that it was at the end of the show. Yeah, like, but that was Subway. It's like, what if they were eating it during the event itself, like one of the bathroom matches? Oh, jeez. Which I don't know. I don't know how they shot stuff. So, Scorpio's to Matt Seidel, wouldn't that make him the most likely to succeed? No. It means he got lucky. And I can prove it. As a matter of fact, I'm going to show the world that not only was Matt Seidel's win a fluke, but I am better than he is. How? Hasn't he come By beating the guy uh -huh. that beat him. And that's you, Jack Evans. So, does this mean that the Prince of uh, Montclair High School is challenging the Prince of Parkland to a match? <laughs> You're damn right. Evans, if you got the guts, come and face the one and only, never lonely, young and rowdy, with a perfect body. I'm always dressed to impress, because I'm simply the best. Well. I'm every young girl's fling, every old woman's dream. The best thing inside the ring. You got the guts. Meet me next week. I'll be the guy carrying these. <laughs> All right. So we know what we're going to be covering next week. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with anything Scorpio Sky, by the way, because he is amazing. Sorry, folks. From Minneapolis, Minnesota, he has held more championships than any other WSX competitor. He is six WSS would like to see their fan favorite. If your balls are still attached from that exploding coffin, you will bring your ass to that ring. You will face me one on one. Well, Tornado, you asked for it. You got it. Pac is in the ring, ready to take you on. We're about to get Pac versus Cuban Tornado. Yep. Well, the tornado, I can see. Because he's too hot. <laughs> or something. I don't know. Hey, hey, this is going to be good because X-Pac is about to be like, well, six-pack. But he's about to be like, all right, kid, I'm about to show you now how to work. Whoa, that looks cool. 
But seriously, he probably was. He was like, all right, this is how you work a match. Yeah. I'm amazed that they got X-Pac to do this uh, show, to be quite honest with you. I'm just kind of curious how much money they actually paid him to do this show. They probably paid him a good bit. More than they should have, and he was able to negotiate that because they don't know any better. Well, considering at the time that we know what was going on with him in his life. Now, Jibs, who do you like in this matchup right now? You got oh, well, you got the probably had some uh, underlying things that they uh, included. Man, both of them are probably. I don't know, but uh, a few more minutes in the fight. Absolutely, you know you're right. It is are we about to see an X Factor? Oh yeah, it's about to be the Bronco Buster. I still can't get over the one-handed X chop on. From the dude. Oh my god. No, 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 seriously. He is the greatest in ring announcer I've ever seen in my life. And the fact that he's the worst, obviously. But, dude, to be quite honest, if they did ever do like another season of this, if they did not have him, I would be pissed. I would be like, I'd be like, no, uh uh, he must do it. Can you imagine now if they did the exact same? They've been digging back into their files and their catalog of past shows. Oh yeah, and they're talking about resurgences of celebrity deathmatch and everything. They brought because they have to do something because literally they can't play. Well, apparently they can. Ridiculousness plays like twenty four seven on that channel, basically. But can you see if they was to bring back Wrestling Society X just under a different way? Kind of like shake it up a bit, but kind of keep the same atmosphere. I don't know if it would work because uh, none of the same people that were there. Well, I mean, you've got M Dog Twenty, who was actually, I think he was a. Oh wow, nice X Factor. Uh, what were you saying? It's like M Dog Twenty was one of the producers of the show. He's got too much going on though right now, like. To be quite a, well, well, not right now, obviously. Through the pandemic, had had Buck kept it clean, I think that tornado just might have pulled out that victory. But as we all know, I don't think okay. that keeping it clean is impossible. He's doing a suck it to him while he's on the mat. And fans, don't go anywhere when we come back. The debut of the Anarchist. Felt like something ran up my leg. Just go ahead and clarify. Dude, the human tornadoes. Vince, oh gone, my God! Shut up. This, this All right, footage. so during the break, this must be where Vince Russo got the idea to abduct Samoa Joe in TNA. <laughs> this guy, whoever he is, apparently abducted Team Dragon Gate. But where the hell is he taking? I love how he was just able to push them out with no problems. Yeah, like like he didn't have a group of people. Hey, hang on. From the streets of Los Angeles, they call him Delicato. Here comes Delicato from the streets of well. Oh, Delicato. Delicato. Why does he look like he used to wrestle for UCW? Absolutely right. Probably did. Not much known about this young man. And his opponent is from Chicago. Illinois, he is the Anarchist. It's another one of those cool things, dude. Just to go out there and wrestle one more time. <laughs> Alright, so I could talk over in that time because... Uh, yeah, he didn't do anything really big. This no, is not, not, not like the last one, though. That was hilarious. Anarchist. This is literally all I remember him from, like, ever doing was... WSX. 
cannon from behind, and this match officially underway. Now, I'm going to tell you something, Chris, too, about Dude, Delicato. This, to me, it, this, this, this show could have just been so words. much bigger and would probably have at least lasted so many, uh, 10 or 11 seasons. It could have still been going if it would have been handled correctly. And to me, I don't understand why, because MTV had the perfect setup. Like, like okay, say during TRL, you have a Wrestling Society X match. Yeah. Well, they went in a different direction after all this went down. They kind of went soft. They're still soft. No, uh, they went, uh, well, I don't know any they Jersey went Shore. I don't know any Jersey Shore references, so. so. Who, who are you picking in this one? Who do you got? Bro. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Jesus. Here's what's funny. A lot of people would say Vince yeah, I Russo. I, I bet you if Vince Russo was involved in Wrestling Society X, it would actually probably be pretty even better because he would work. His style of writing would work for WSX. You know, that's exactly what it would be. Although, to be quite honest, there would probably be 30 scenes in one. Yeah, there was. It'd be, it'd be a whole bunch of run-ins and... Oh my god, a run in every single matchup. And it wouldn't matter. The same people. Oh my god, ow! I just had to turn my fucking neck. The rest like, of these, like, are you okay? Waving in front of the show. Are you good? That looked like it hurt. Oh my god, that was awful looking. Well, as soon as I say run in. Here it is. Chris, it looks like Delicato didn't come here alone. He's got his whole crew here to help I guess so. Oh, I guess Delicato is part of that thing. Whoa. Concrete floor. I'm listening to Chris Kloss right here. Where the heck did they get a wheelbarrow full of cement? Things are not looking good for Cannon, bro. Holy shit. Did you see the height? Nice. Don't tell me. Oh, I know what's about to happen. This is stupid. That's bananas. Guys, this is beyond bananas. Wait a minute. This is serious, guys. They are not going to duck his head. I love how he is putting his head in it. Like, look at it. We better hope that's not quick dry. And I'll tell you, Delicato and his crew just sent a message that they are not to be messed with. What in the world is this? It looks like they're making a statement right here. That is a dead fish. I don't know what that means. The fish is a bad sign. I mean, I, I get what they're going for here, but I see see now that kind of stuff I just believe is stupid. Yeah, that was kind of dumb. That's just ridiculous. Because okay, for one thing, where can you go after that? They just tried to kill him. Basically, like what is a match? What is a match at that point? Even if it is a no hold barred match. And this is the end of the episode. This is how they finished this episode. Wait, is was that it? Yeah. Oh my God. No way. That's how they finished the episode. So wait a minute. There was only. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were three matches. That went by really quick. Yeah. And that was not the best way to finish the show. No, I disagree completely. It would have been a lot place. better if they would have had that in the middle and not, had not with you, but I disagree <laughs> with that. But 
It would have been better if they would have taken that, put it in the middle as a filler, and then had six pock versus the human tornado at the end. And had it That's what I longer. felt would have been better, or at least given those guys more time. Or hell, just had to do this tag match and um, six pocket human tornado. Yeah, that's my thing. And again, you cannot do a wrestling show in thirty minutes. You There's can't no do it. You no know, way. it's just it's not possible. And and that was their biggest. Problem was they tried to do all of this in 30 minutes. Now, an hour's fine. You can do an hour. An hour's great. But you can't do it in 30 minutes. No, you know, kind of thing. Chance. But uh, we'll talk a little bit more about it when, when we come back and we'll wrap things up when we come back uh, after this here on the Stovall Wrestling Network. But first, we must hear from this motherfucker's studio, TMB Studios. Come on back with us. It's time. Hey folks, it's me, Caleb Stovall here, and I am not here to talk about wrestling. I am here to talk to you about my brand new podcast called Power Rangers Go. That's right, it's going to be all about the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And not just Mighty Morphin, but all Power Rangers. We're going to go through the entire Power Rangers universe. And by we, I'm going to be joined by my co-host each and every single week, the ace of everything superhero homie Q, Quentin Ficklin, will join me right here to discuss everything Power Rangers right here exclusively on TMB Studios. I can't wait and may the power protect you all. Be sure to check out all the other great podcasts as well as past episodes of this podcast right here exclusively on TMB Studios. Alright, we are back here on the Stovall Wrestling Network and uh, here is the spoiler alert or whatever I was trying to say. Uh, but... If you notice, uh, at the beginning of this, we uh, <laughs> we were actually saying, like, last week or a couple of weeks ago, I think, you know, mm -hmm. uh, for the AEW pay-per-view and shit like that. Um, I think we even mentioned SummerSlam or something like that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and then, so we kind of fast-forward. So, that's because, folks, we're, we're kind of doing a two-part special because uh, our schedules uh, somehow got mixed up uh, and everything like that. So, we weren't able to meet for a couple of weeks uh, and everything. So, uh, we decided to make this a two-part episode for you. So, surprise! It's, a, <laughs> it's all, no, actually, swerve. It's all about the oh, swerve. God. It's all about the fucking swerve, Fucking bro. hit you with a tennis racket for swerving, motherfucker. Fuck you. Double you meat, double pickle, double cheese, you, double mayo, motherfucker. You fucking piece of shit, Kentucky motherfucker. Kentucky fried kiss my ass. Look here. I want you to go and watch the Jerry Springer show and then come back to me with ideas in this day and age, you Kentucky hit. Listen, I actually sold fucking B-rated movies. B-rated. like more than the A-rated movies. It's That's exactly what your wrestling is. Your wrestling is B-rated because it's bullshit. You know something? Why don't you fucking then book someone to come out of a fucking freezer or something like that? 
and then maybe I could. This is the worst Vince Russo accent <laughs> ever. Why don't you fucking? <laughs> I can't even. We do can't it do it anymore. no more. No, we're no, done. we're folks. done. Uh, we're done, folks. But that was funny. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's basically what it was, though, folks. Was is that uh, we decided just we're going to do a two-part episode. So basically, what that means is, folks, is I'm going to sign off here. But come on, right back. Just go right up top. The next episode will be right there. Yep. So, yeah, come on back with us. It is the Stovall Wrestling Network, but I will say goodbye for now if you do not decide to join us. And if you don't decide to join us, you'll break my fucking arm. Anyway. Uh, so but, yeah. already been broken. He works for TNB. <laughs> this is why you need to come on back with us. <laughs> Happy wrestling, everybody! I'll see you on the other episode! Please! Oh, God! Help! Oh, it only hurts for a minute.